So, so I think it's 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 just learning to take the dials down, and that does take time. I mean, they say new habits take sixty six days um, to to become um, ingrained in a habit. So I think we we also have just really bad habits of being switched on on um, the on button on way too much, and so we're we're all a bit frazzled, and it's hard to then just you know fall off to sleep. my darlings and welcome back to my channel my name is Despina if you are new here welcome the purpose of this channel is to live your best life so we will cover topics like eating diet losing weight mental health dating and your love life and just improving and upping your lifestyle so if this is something that appeals to you and you want to be the best version of yourself then hit the subscribe button and new content comes out every Tuesday and Thursday night. So 8 p.m. sharp. Um, let's get on with it. So in this video, I have interviewed the most amazing person ever, Claire Aristides. Um, she is the creator and the founder of the Mindology app, which is a hypnotherapy and hypnosis calming app. I personally have been using this during the current lockdown. I really got into hypnosis and it just helps me relax so much. She took us through topics like positive affirmations, talking to yourself like you are someone that you love. It's so important, the language that we use to talk to ourselves and others. Um, and without giving away too much, give this video a big thumbs up if you enjoyed it. And as usual, I hope you learned a thing or two. And let's get into this video. Yeah, so can you tell us a bit about yourself? <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so my name is um, Claire Aristides. That's not my maiden name. I, I have to admit um, that I was... Uh, I married a Greek Cypriot man and yeah yeah so so yeah so we've been married a long time and I love funny story for me is when I was 16 and I lived in I grew up in Brisbane and I saw this picture of this blue sea and these white buildings with crosses on top in this uh, shop and I said to their owner where where is this where is this this is just in incredible and he said, that's Santorini. And I said, I'm going there. And, and I think I said to my friends, I'm going to marry a Greek man. Um, I just fell in love with um, Greece. And obviously, when things are back to normality, we, we haven't missed a year of going to the Greek islands together. Um, just, just one year when, with one, when I just had a child, um, my daughter through, who's called Cleopatra. <laughs> Oh, that's such um, a gorgeous name. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Name. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I have a real, I feel like I'm Greek, even though I don't look. <laughs> so, so I, my background is um, I worked in the corporate world for a number of years. And then I actually, um, when I was in the UK, um, so my husband's also English. So Greek, Cypriot, English, North Londoner. Um, anyway, when I was over there, I left my corporate job and I started a, a jewellery brand, um, which oh, I still I have. That? That's amazing. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I have a, a fine jewellery brand called Aristides Fine Jewels and um, the connection to hypnotherapy and mindology is that um, so my father had um, experienced, he was diagnosed with um, lung cancer and a friend of his um, said that he was actually a trained hypnotherapist and for dad to come and, and have sessions with him. And so my dad, who had been given a three months diagnosis, ended up um, with chemo, but working with his friend, um, living for two and a half years. So when that had sort of quite a profound impact on, on me and I was really curious what what, it, what had happened and um, so I started doing hypnotherapy with his friend Ray and um, just to calm the stress and, and the grief when my dad passed away and um, and then fast forward 15 years when I was trying to to have my second child I came back to hypnotherapy and I saw someone for um, a year and um, we worked on de-stressing me from my, my, I was a workaholic. Uh, I wasn't dealing with stress very well. I was, um, uh, I found it difficult to delegate. I found it difficult to switch off from the brand. Um, and, and it just ha had this profound Im impact on me. So I decided to train as um, a clinical hypnotherapist and actually understand what, what, was, what was happening. And then that led to me building an app <laughs> around hypnotherapy. <laughs> yeah so that's the journey yeah okay oh wow okay so you've gone there's a lot there <laughs> um corporate slave to jewelry empire to hypnotherapist mm -hmm. that's amazing yeah so I yeah so I still have my jewelry brand and that's um one thing that was really good is pre-covid um we we went back to the UK for a year to um to just <clears throat> see you know um, people and and have fun in London for a year and so I had set the jewellery business up completely virtual and I'd hired virtual staff and and I had you know all the logistics the supply the the product development the branding marketing all that side of things mm. um, set up virtually so so it's been quite um I've facilitated the ability to also have my other um, passion, which is is mindology, and and really, um, I find it helps me day to day with my myself and my self development um, by just continually working on um, the language that you use to yourself, um, how you calm yourself, and how you actually empower yourself. That's true. All right. Um, I really want to talk to you about the corporate world and stress, um, particularly mm -hmm. during COVID. But you mentioned just before that you were finding it hard to just to like go, you know what, like I'm going to relax and calm down now. So did you choose to come out of corporate because of the stress and the workload or just because you found a new career passion? Yeah, no, I, I found a new career passion um, with um, with jewellery, but I found the stress of the jewellery brand mm. was it was actually um, eating away um, at me, and um, and I really had to to learn how to manage the stress. I mean, physically, I ended up with um, Hashimoto's disease, which is a, an autoimmune. Wow. 
yeah, co caused by stress. Really? Well, I, I hand on heart think that, yeah. that I was so stressed, I think I, I put it on myself. Um, so, so, yeah, I think it does, it's kind of doesn't matter what your scenario is, it's learning um, and building a toolkit for yourself to, to manage stress. Because if you don't manage stress, um, it's, it's likely that that stress will find its way out somehow physically. So for me, it was the Hashimoto's um, uh, uh, um, disease. I couldn't get pregnant. Um, I, you know, I wasn't a relaxed, calm person. I was very, very, very on edge all the time. So, so you, you really have to, to start to understand yourself and what helps you relax and helps you deal with stress. And you've got to, um, whatever that is for you is non-negotiable. You must do it. Let's think of it like maintenance. All right. Um, let's just talk about stress a bit more. Um, everyone that I talk to these days, everybody says, I'm so stressed. I feel as though it's become a big problem in like, particularly in the last 20 years. How does a person learn to manage their stress to the point where they know what triggers them? Well, the thing is, there's stress and there's stress. So mm. you can be stressed in your job and your career and your work. Um, and then we have this uh, 21st century stress, which is a phone is super glued to us. We never really, you know, you know there's alerts. Um, like I look at my phone, I get an Instagram alert, Facebook alert, WhatsApp alert, text alert. Uh, I've got two different email accounts. Um, what's another way someone can message you? Uh, if you had TikTok, you could, might get a um, TikTok message, Snapchat. Uh, so there is almost 10 ways that people can ning, 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 ning at you. So I think there's there's like there's the context stress that you're in, and then there's now there's just this this speed of um, of life and that is hard to just keep going and keep going. I mean, when lockdown first happened, I think everyone was kind of obviously very scared about what was going on, but there was, um, people, particularly people I spoke to sort of went, God, it's nice to actually slow down and not do anything because we were so meeting, 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 gotta do this, gotta do that, call that, da, 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 text, vote, you know, return voicemail. So I think it's understanding your, your, your situation and then understanding that life is incredibly fast-paced now um, so you've got to look out you've got to build self-awareness so you've just really got to start to understand um, you know what makes me feel good what doesn't make me feel good also you know if you've had a week of busy busy you do then have to, to I suppose you have to really self-manage yourself and understand yourself. And if you've had a you know crazy few weeks busy, then you have to block out the weekend to just slow down, unwind, um, and and you know process emotions, process how you're feeling, um, and and recharge like like a like an athlete would. So you know an athlete doesn't run, 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 run marathon, marathon, marathon. They do stop, recharge, and then you know, yep. come back, to, come back to their sport. Okay. 
Um, on that note, um, I think it was Iceland implemented a four-day work week and they mm-hmm. trialed that over a period of four years and they came back with incredible results. Um, do you think that we work too much? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, 40 years ago, um, it, was, it was nine to five. It was nine to five. Now you might get a text at eight o'clock at night from, I mean, I know some companies are very good and it's, it's, um, it's not acceptable to, mm. to message anyone out of hours. Um, but, uh, you know, you could be in a company where you get a work message or you even just check your emails. Um, I think the speed in which we are expected to produce um, the content, um, you know, look at what Instagram's done. Anyone who's got a business, well, every business can be visual in some ways, but anyone who has a brand or business that um, is particularly visual, they have to produce something like, um, depending how many Instagram stories you do, a thousand pieces of content a year. I know. Yep. You know, and, and then there's the, the actual Instagram feed. Um, or if you're not an active poster, you, you're looking at that content all the time and, you, you know, scrolling and taking that in and rather than just doing nothing. Yep, I see what you mean. Yeah, it's, it's become a little too intense for my liking, but that's just me. Um, so let's talk about mindset. Um, what do you mean when you say mindset and how can we improve it? Yeah, I've got a great, great story, a uh, great analogy um, for this. So I, I'm not 100% sure if this, is the, if this actually happened, but I love this story anyway. So Elvis Presley, mm-hmm. before every uh, performance, apparently his um, changing, uh, changing room was 100 steps from the stage. Uh, so what he would do is he would come out of the changing room and he would take the, te- the 100 steps and in those 100 steps he would become Elvis, the world-famous, couldn't-take-your-eyes-off-him iconic performer that he was because he wasn't Elvis Presley, Elvis Presley, you know, day in, day out. So mindset is what is the process, what is the 100 steps for you as an individual to get you to be the Elvis you, you want to be, you know, that is that the CEO, is that the, um, is, is that the confident, relaxed person, whatever you define as the, the Elvis, if you like, that, that those 100 steps is, is developing your mindset for how you want to be and, and A, defining what that means and then understanding what gets you in the zone. Um, so a sports analogy is really a great way to, to, to also describe mindset is that an athlete can physically be in their best shape, but if they're mentally not in the zone and mentally they're lacking confidence or stress or worried or uh, preoccupied, then they're affecting their mindset for their best performance. So it's a very individual um, term really because it really depends on what what you want to do and where you want to go 
um, what kind of Elvis performance you want. That's really true. Wow. So you think it takes about a hundred steps? Well, not necessarily. No, that's metaphorically, but it could be that you, um, you, it's the process. So, you know, people who might've had um, uh, trauma that you've, you've kind of gone through and and done that trauma, or if you want to be a presenter, you've gone and, and, and you've um, building that this, the skill set to actually perform. So it's whatever the process is to get you yep. where you want. And, and that is an individual thing because what you want, what your goals are will be different from mine. So, yep. but I, it's just, I'm, I'm just meaning that the, yeah. the steps is what the steps, it could be 10 steps, could be, um, yeah, four steps. And your mindset, what you want from yourself may change in five years. So in five years, you you want different things for yourself. So you might need different tools and you might need to um, be mentored with different by different people. Um, you might se- seek out different experiences to grow and learn. But I also believe mindset is two parts in that you've got to have ways of finding inner calm and, and de-stressing. And then inner strength, which is your confidence, your resilience. So, you know, if you do get an, um, a setback, that you can pick yourself up, keep going. Okay. Um, let's talk about trauma quickly. Have you helped anyone overcome trauma or overcome the hurdles? So how can you mm. use a mindset to try and heal past traumas? Mm, good, really good question. Um, I think it will vary. For some people, counselling is is obviously step part of step one. Counselling, depending on what the trauma that's happened to the individual, understanding that um, often situations are not your fault. It's it's yeah. particularly childhood um, trauma. Um, let's say a car accident or trauma like that. Um, I think it's processing what actually you're fearful of, understanding um, your emotions around the trauma and and what that actually means for you, and then looking to the future of how you're going to move forward, like what have you learned from the trauma or how has it made you more resilient, Um, uh, defining, you know, what, you want for yourself, your goals and your purpose and drive in life. Um, also, I mean, s- s- there is a point where um, I think rehashing trauma can be negative for some people because it keeps you in that same language. It keeps you focused on the negative thoughts. So for some people, um, it's about teaching them how do they move from uh, going over and over and over what happened to them and then moving moving to what do I actually want for the future for me? So this happened and and that's in the past. How do I look to the future? Okay. Interesting. All right. Um, Now you talk about sleeping. You are in bed by 9 p.m. every night. I try. Not weekends. (laughs) That's really Yeah, definitely not Saturday. Yeah. So I forward it for a long time and I have young kids so you know when they'd go to bed I think oh god relax uh, you know mm-hmm. till 11 but when I really committed to it I just 
saw a, a um, real change in my um, energy levels. Really? And I really saw that I was not as irritable. Um, I just felt calmer. And because sleep is, is a bit like oxygen and water, <laughs> sleep is really fundamental and, and lots of people do not get a um, great sleep. So it's probably one of the things um, that I would say also work on for mindset because if you're sleep deprived, what happens when we sleep is, um, again, I love these analogies, it's like the cleaners come in wipe down the the benches pack away memories information you've learned skills you've learned um put stuff in the rubbish organize things into cabinets so it's it's a really fundamental part of storing memories and information and learning and also um there is some research to to say that when you sleep uh, it can remove negative proteins in your in your brain that we don't you don't want so it's it's cleaning and and organizing um time so that's why i say that it's like the cleaners come in when you're in um, deep sleep so when you continually miss that really great sleep um it could impact your your physical your brain health your um your energy your resilience uh and and it can weigh you down so sleep is very very important so i have found um, because my uh, children, like clockwork, wake up between 5.30 and 6.30, that if I go to 11 o'clock, if I go to bed at 11 o'clock at night and then one of them wakes up, I'm just sort of really tired the next day. Um, so for me, what works is um, aiming to be in, in bed. And some nights that doesn't happen, but the next night's a new night. So that's a really important thing of like, oh, that's not a new habit. So if you do miss whatever goal you're trying to work towards, it's, it doesn't then become a new, um, a new new norm for you. So I go back to the right, got to aim to be in bed at, at nine tonight. Okay. Would you, and yeah, sorry. I was going to say the iPhone. Oh, oh God, we. So this you, this is the thing. iPhone in in bed. Do you suggest- scrolling, scrolling, scrolling? I know people who wake up at three a.m. scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Yeah, it's yeah. It's- Again, it's not switching off, and it's interrupting. It's interrupting um, your your um, your, your you know your your downtime. So, why can't people sleep? I feel as though there's a large majority of us that just cannot relax and sleep now why do you think people can't sleep well i think you you know you again you go 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 where's the where's the quiet downtime so you're we're constantly on on fast mode that then you fast mode first fast mode so then when it comes to nine ten o'clock doesn't mean i'm oops i'm gonna switch off and go to sleep it's training yourself to to slowly take take the, the you know the foot off the pedal, and I mean a lot of people also feel guilty that they're not doing something every night. Um, personal admin, um, online shopping, Instagram posting, messaging friends, because we've got so much capability in our hands with the iPhone. Forty years ago, you had you had to 
you know, dial the number and call your friend. And you would never call someone after, what, 7.38 at night? It would be considered really rude. Um, I mean, coming with Greek parents, if when you were growing up, if you, well, I know with my parents anyway, if the phone rang after 8.30, it was like, what's is there, a, you know, there's been a, there's been a problem. What's happened? Yeah, there's an emergency. Where now it's no, it's, you find beeps all the time. It's a, it's a constant beep. Um, or you can yourself seek out stimulation through just scrolling through, through, um, you know, news reels or new, you know, news or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. So, so I think it's 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 just learning to take the dials down, and that does take time. I mean, they say new habits take sixty six days um, to to become um, ingrained and a habit. So I think we we also have just really bad habits of being switched on on um, the on button on way too much, and so we're we're all a bit frazzled, and it's hard to then just you know fall off. Of, to sleep and then and lots of people might eat late because you go 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 you might be having dinner at 8 30 9 o'clock at night um so our lifestyles i i think our lifestyle is is a big big one yeah it's a big unfortunately one. that's true yeah all right um let's talk about hypnosis um i find it to be incredible um, I've tried it once and I want to try mm, it oh, again. Okay. Um, so now can you talk to us about why hypnosis is so important and how can it really help a person? So the firstly a few definitions. So hypnosis is being in a focused state. So um, as children often um, it's also a bit of a dreamlike state. So kids are often in a hypnotic state because they're not really thinking about bills and mortgages and they're, they're sort of in dream state. So hypnosis is a very natural state. When you're watching your favourite show and you're completely zoned out on your favourite show, you're, you're in a hypnotic state. Hypnotherapy and self-hypnosis is where you, you design language and suggestions based around your goals. So uh, it's taking you into that hypnotic, calm, relaxed state and then making, using language and even visualisation, visual images to connect with your unconscious mind to make change to your habitual thinking. So it's rewiring things um, at, in, a, in a very natural way and there are some people a bit frightened of hypnosis and hypnotherapy and they think holly you know those hollywood movies totally um think it's like brainwashing or something like you can you cannot make someone do anything um a lot of those hypno, hypnotists in Las Vegas in the States, they're stage performers and that they, they are using, they're already seeking out very susceptible people, um, often quite gullible people. They've already worked the audience before their performance to yeah. see who they think is going to be happy to bark like a dog <laughs> <laughs> um, on stage and things like that. So, so 
hypnosis is really um, based on language, taking the person into a relaxed, calm state where you quiet, quiet in your conscious mind, which is that mind that's go, 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 working out all the things you've got to do and connecting to the unconscious mind where is where we keep our, our beliefs about ourselves and, and what sort of drives us at an unconscious level. So who can use hypnotherapy? So, it, yeah, good question. So anyone with any a very um, uh, a, a mental illness, such as bipolar, um, schizophrenia, um, manic depression or, or um, severe um, depression, hypnotherapy is not for them. Uh, and and there are, the, there are um, mental um, health professionals that are, are there for, the, for those um, particular individuals. But anyone can use um, self-hypnosis and hypnotherapy to help them with calming their mind, um, building on their confidence. Um, it's a bit like brain or mindset training in that. Um, so the other, uh, another important thing um, to share about how hyp hypnotherapy different, differs from meditation is that both are similar in that it's about going into a calm, relaxed, meditative state. Yeah. Hypnotherapy is always um, connected with the goal. So I want to be more confident in that presentation. I want to um, uh, drink less. I want to be a size 12. I want to um, manage difficult situations. I want to um, feedback or criticism from my boss I can handle it better. Yep. So whatever the goal is, so that's a real distinction between meditation and true hypnotherapy is that you're, you're always working with, with the individual on a goal and moving them yep. there. Um, designing your own self-hypnosis is about creating a goal mm -hmm. and then using your language to tell yourself. And the app actually has a how uh, self-hypnosis how-to guide. Um, and how to take yourself into that relaxed, calm state and make um, suggestions uh, to yourself. Okay. Um, let's talk about that for a minute. So how did you come up with this? Well, I... The idea um, for it. And I, for Mindology. Yeah. Because I, when, when I, um, my one-on-one -on -one sessions with people, it was, the, the theme was always very similar. So um, stress, um, people are stressed about something or can't handle um, the situation or they are um, um, lacking you know, confidence. Um, so there was often similar themes, what, whatever the symptom was, whatever the scenario was might vary for you as an individual, but stress, and how it manifests its, itself um, for you, for everyone is different. And then also a deep um, feeling of lack of confidence or that you're enough or uh, that you can do it, you can overcome challenges, you can get that job, you are worthy of that great relationship. It's, it's kind of the two, the two buckets, if you like, stress mm -hmm. and then confidence and self-belief. Okay. So, how so I wanted a, sorry, sorry to answer the question. I wanted a platform that really, um, regardless of your um, symptom, if you like, or your, um, your scenario, you could work on your um, stress and you could work on your confidence and self-belief. 
Okay, perfect.